Wild Feather Podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. Susan Mansfeld is full of passion and tenacity. She discovered a need for Alaskan children while working as a teacher and principal. Thus, Guidepost Pediatrics was born. Guidepost provides a one-stop clinic for Alaskan children to have all of their health needs met in one place. When Susan gets an idea, nothing stands in her way. She is a lively and fun spirit. Let's listen to her journey. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Wild Feather. We're excited you're coming or you're joining us all the way from Alaska. We seem to have a lot of Alaskans on this show, which is great. So thanks for your time and thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Brooke. It's uh, exciting to be here. You should see outside. It's actually going to be another beautiful day in Alaska. So, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, how, long, how many hours are you are you at right now? How many hours um, of what time daylight? Did, you, did it go to bed? You kind of lose track. I think it was about seven or eight last night. <laughs> it kind of warps yeah. into this flow. You'll notice it when it starts going down at three in the afternoons. <laughs> that's yeah. when I'm like, oh, oh that's going to be a transition. <laughs> it is. Then you work longer, you work more. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. So you're kind of a serial entrepreneur and um, you're doing some very exciting things right now, Um, but I'm going to let you tell us how you became an entrepreneur and how you started your entrepreneurial journey. Well, I was married in Waco, Texas and in graduate school and uh, had a spouse that was a technology wizard. And we thought, how do we monetize this? We've got to survive, right? We're both working. I'm in graduate school. And how can we monetize this skill and my skills? And so we just began to uh, work extra. <laughs> and then it joined BNI and and scaled the business. Um, I don't know. I found that it was amazing to, to stand and talk about a business and market the business and start with baby steps in the business world and then learn more and more. And the more we were around business people, um, the better it got. And Baylor University has an amazing business department. They'll write your business plan for you and show you kind of the processes. And so, yeah, it's an amazing deal. And so we we started down wow. that path and had, yeah, lots of people uh, help us. And then we had some success. And so I was like, I love this. (laughs) It's just amazing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, what I found interesting about your story is that you said that you leveraged the BNI group, right? We did. The BNI Mm -hmm. organization. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that because I think networking is a very important key. It is. So it's, it's a, it was amazing groups on the banks of the Brazos river. So I kind of like going, but, uh, we, um, I don't know. It was very interesting. You know, they make you stand and speak for one minute about your business. They force you to, uh, be able to concisely talk about who you are, what you do right up front and what your needs are in business. 
And I thought that was great. And you're not obligated to push referrals, but you're encouraged to get to know people in the group and push referrals. You're kind of forced to get out of your daily grind of your business and talk to other people and network. And that couldn't be a more important piece. Um, you wouldn't know it, but I am pretty introverted. I kind of <laughs> have to force myself to really? be extroverted. Yeah. And uh, so you have to stand and talk about it and really work on how you present yourself. And then you have an ask every uh, week. And so you ask your people in your business kind of for a certain aspect of what you need. Maybe you need a referral to your business. You're developing a certain part of it. You know, right now I need referrals for behavioral mental health specialists. So if I was in BNI, which I've gone here in Alaska too, that's one of my goals I've already been, I would stand and ask for referrals. Who's a behavioral mental health therapist that's looking for work? And people will help you. It's an amazing world, you know. Um, so I really enjoy BNI. I have to plug it on air. Cause it's, it's an amazing deal and it's not expensive. It's a perfect tool for startups. So yeah. That's great. <laughs> so how did you go from selling it or having an it business? I shouldn't say selling, having an it business in Waco, Texas yes. <laughs> to starting a pediatrics company, um, sure. guidepost in Alaska. Yeah, That's like a fantastic. <laughs> well, I married an architect that went to Baylor, so he happened to be up here. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so Baylor is a, a large network in a big world. I guess for a long time, I've thought about how to monetize some of my education background. When I graduate from Baylor, I have an older sister that's uh, uh, an entrepreneur and grew a huge company, and she began to ask me, "How do you monetize this?" beyond teaching. I know you love to teach. I know you love kids and family, but how do you monetize this? And can you write a curriculum? You know, that was even before teachers, teachers for teachers, I think online, you know, how do you, how do you help other teachers, but also monetize it? So I've been thinking about it for a long time. As far as how did I get here? Well, it's a strong business model, I have to admit, and it needed some tweaking. Um, and there's not a lot of clinics in Alaska. And so um, I looked at the business model. I took the idea to a medical services attorney and he said, Susan, nobody's doing this in Alaska. I don't want to put that out there too loud. <laughs> but to combine pediatric therapy, um, which is not too far out of my wheelhouse, especially a speech therapist and educational services and nutrition and wellness coaching is something that's just not happening here. And so I really like to learn. And so I, I, it's a health professionals group is what it is. Now, eventually it will have an outpatient certification. So I'm working on that. So it is an outpatient, you know, serious science, science clinic. But we also have teachers because if a child is dyslexic, they oftentimes have multiple problems and need to be addressed with all health practitioners in one place. In Alaska, it's really hard to go from place to place to place. Um, it's a very big area. So even in-home health care is tough up here. So if you think about it, I have a student that needs wraparound services. And where do I send them? There, there's nowhere to go. So I started on the model um, and I tweaked an already strong business model um, and had some very smart people look at it with me. And there you go. <laughs> We're That's marching awesome. forward. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what are your goals with this? Like, I think Um, that's great. What are the goals? Gosh. So I developed kind of a, um, I don't know, we do it in education administration, six months, year, five year plan. I think the number one goal is to service families and children here in the Valley, you know, to get them in one place where they are comfortable, they feel safe, and the family and the child is receiving the therapy they need. So I would say I have very broad goals and I have some specific goals. Um, I think one of my specific goals is putting uh, screens in my clinic, have a big educational library. So I've designed the clinic built it out. It's a brand new build out and have an educational library. So for COVID, uh, families can come and receive telehealth right there at the clinic because sometimes money is, is tough and they can see my telehealth therapist. They can come in the back door. They don't have to be around people. There's COVID protocols in place. Or if they want to, I have boots on the ground therapists too. So um, as far as no, other- are you. Yes. Are you open as of today? Like are we, people we going have, in the clinic now? <laughs> we have telehealth therapists that are open as of today and we have okay. a functioning MPI number. I have the build out that opens October one. And so that's 1900 square feet that's being built out brand new. And I, I have to plug H five. They're just doing amazing jobs uh, at the build out. And I had a hospital architect that's, that's so wild, uh, not not the one I was married to, but another one. And he, <laughs> and he took the design. I, I played architect and he took the design. He was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he designs hospitals all over the world and redesigned it for me over dinner. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It has all the things that a clinic needs. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So. What is considered the valley? Because sure, I think every that. state has their own valley. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. They do. So if you fly into Anchorage and you start out towards the interior, the true Alaska is what I call it, not the not the Aspen down there in Homer. <laughs> but um, there's an enormous valley that opens up after you go over the Kinnick River. And that is the Matsu Valley. And it is the size of the state of Virginia. <laughs> Wrap oh, your wow. mind around that. Yes. <laughs> That's how big it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's how big it is. So Palmer and Wasilla kind of sit nestled in the valley. Then there are other towns like Big Lake, Willow, kind of surrounding areas. But if you see like how spread out it is, it'd be hard to get services. Um, if you're a kid that needs a pediatric service clinic, it's kind of tough. You know, and if you have to go here, there and everywhere, especially in the winter, it's really tough. Um, And so, yeah. How far do people travel in Alaska? Like the people that are out in the bush, what do they do? So last year, last two years, I was with the Copper River School District. And that from from my administration building to Solana, where I was teaching, is as far as Waco, Texas to Houston, Texas. So it's all the huge Wrangell National Park in between. And what do they do? They don't receive services. I mean, that's just a flat out answer. I had students that I was attempting to give, you know, speech therapy services to at least a little bit to meet some of their sped ed needs. So it's really hard. You have to contract us 
uh, or a clinic like us, and then they come, you know, maybe stay a week or two a semester, and then they're gone. So one of our larger goals, actually, since we're talking about goals, is to get those services out into the interior, whether they're on the road or off the road, to these school districts that need staff. Yep. And if it's telehealth, we're delivering quality telehealth with seasoned therapists. You know, I love kids right out of school, but I'm looking to hire both my hires have been at least on the job seven years. So one of them, my speech therapist was in practice for herself. So, so we're trying to deliver quality care yep, to kids off the road and on the road. Yeah. I'm certain that this doesn't come out, come without obstacles or challenges. I can't even imagine. So what have been some of your learning experiences? <laughs> Just thinking about that. Um, I don't know. Alaska is like this wide open space for an entrepreneur. There is huge potential um, because of the you know reduced population and just the need up here. So what are some of my obstacles? Um, I'm all in financially, so that can be an obstacle. Uh, you know, I, I've sold everything <laughs> I own and I'm all in to build out this. And so it, in a way, it's actually a good thing. If you're an entrepreneur and you're half in, that's a, that's a tough place to be. But I am all in. Yep. I think about it. I eat it. I breathe it. I sleep it. It's all I do. And with that, I'm absolutely certain we will be successful. Um, that's, that's when did already you start happened. this? I started it. I started writing the business plan this last winter, you know, and oh. there's not a lot to do. Yeah. I talked to G beta, which is an accelerator, um, started kicking it around, looking at it, um, talked to a medical services attorney. That's excellent. You know, just began to a business strategist, uh, Got a CPA. That's what they call business evaluator. So my CPA, you know, started building Monte Carlo projections. It's fascinating math, looking at the projections for the business. And then from there, begin to see, like, how do I um, how do I have a little bit of money in the bank to start this? You know, <laughs> we could always use a little bit more. But yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Kudos to you. Are you going to raise funding? Um, I've looked at that. So I have several venture capitalists um, that G-Beta put me in touch with, and we have those discussions. Um, they have sort of sister companies, and I won't get into you know their business plan, but we're in those yeah. conversations. And I've uh, been blessed to be offered money. You want to take money very carefully. Um, you want to not yeah. top heavy your percentage that you're giving away of your business. So every time I start to do it, I have an attorney that says, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're, you're messing up your business. And so very smart people are guiding me. So I, I, I stop, darn it. But I've been offered business. If you take money, I think you want to take it for a specific reason, either to build on or to hire, you know, my behavioral mental health specialist It's very expensive like to scale the business in one way or another. I'm not sure you want to take it right. to startup. Yeah. For startup money. So. Right. Right. Well, it can also ruin your cap table. Yeah. So you definitely have to be careful or you might run, be running a different kind of business than what you anticipated on wanting. Right. 
Well, a partnership um, is, so is yeah, has a beginning, middle, and end. You always have a divorce, and so you want to be careful who you marry. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yes>. Right. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I dated a few frogs in my lifetime. <laughs> I've had a few husbands and a few tough divorces. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with the, the lawyers like, you remember that tough divorce? Just wait till you have a business divorce. <laughs> I'm like, Whoo, I, I remember that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Uh it's funny. So one thing that I remember us talking about that I think would be applicable to others that have startups that cause in each episode, I'd like to at least pass on something that um, others can relate to. So when you had your IT business in Texas, I remember you saying people were wanting to buy it. And I have in my notes, you said, I, I've learned when to let go or I needed to know when to let go because you had great offers and you wouldn't let it go. It was your baby. Right. Yeah. So I can only imagine that there are startups out there that may have been, may have had offers for acquisition or may have, I don't know, who knows what the situation is. So talk to us a little bit about that experience and what you've learned from that sure. experience and letting go. Yeah. I think a business is like real estate. Don't get emotionally attached to it. It just, it just is. If you're emotionally attached to real estate, you're going to have a hard time cutting it loose. And it's nothing but an asset you monetize to move on to the next thing. I mean, gone are the days, I think, where we hold on to something like my mother and daddy did <laughs> for 45 years, you know. It should be an asset that you monetize. I think the first mistake we made was to name it after us, <laughs> you know, because we were so entrenched in uh, the business. It was us. It was too much a part of our identity and we did scale it and it's tough like to know when to let go of your full-time job and then move into the business but we got bigger and bigger clients like nationwide clients like mr electric and then a banker came and wanted to buy it wanted to employ my husband um in his you know manage all his servers and buy all our clients and I went to a banker and he's like, oh, you know, your clients will jump off and you'll lose them. That's the first thing. And they won't service them like you. And I, I listened too much to the emotion and didn't cut it loose. When it was time to divorce the business, I didn't cut it loose. So we go into negotiations. I sign the NDA and I kind of purposely sabotage it because I didn't like this guy. <laughs> but you know what? He was offering us money. We were done with it. It was super stressful. It was time to cut it loose and let it go and move on to bigger things. We monetized the business and we didn't cut it loose at the right time. And looking back, I regret that. Yep. Somebody offers you money yeah. for your business. Listen, <laughs> listen, right, don't right. sabotage it. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are your biggest needs now? Thank you for sharing that. Cause I yes. think that's a good, valuable, yeah. um, thing to take heed of. So with guideposts, how mm -hmm. can we help you? What can we help you do? Because I can I only imagine that's that. a lot to build. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, my goal really is to be of service to people. I have a public heart, a public servant's heart that I'm privatizing um, out of necessity. And so one of the things I would ask is it is a tough market for staff. 
if you know of an OT, an occupational therapist, or a pediatric physical therapist, uh, even an OT with pediatric experience, I need staff. I need boots on the ground staff, and I'm going to be real, real good to them up here in Alaska. I'm going to show them the best Southern hospitality that we can find up here. Um, but we need staff in Alaska, and it's everywhere. I went to Taco Bell yesterday, and they're closed for five days because of staff. They have no staff, so they have no rotating staff. Maybe somebody got COVID. I don't know. But I'm seeing that more and more. There's a sign on the door that says we just have no staff today. That's a scary place to be. You know, we need some staff up here. I'd say another thing is um, I am looking for venture capitalists. I'm always open to who wants to hand me uh, $40,000. <laughs> or more, we'll talk about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because right. I think a business is always expanding. I'm already thinking about where I'm gonna be in 24 months, and I was talking to um, someone about that and where that property is and what that looks like, that build out looks like, and where I'm gonna be in five years. So my goals are to expand here in Alaska, to reach out to the interior, and then I'd like to take this down to Texas. So I'd like to, and, and to Washington wow. State. I have uh, an OT that's working for me, really wants me to bring it to Washington State. So I'd like Guidepost to be everywhere. So it's a brand that we're working yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, soon, so. pretty soon you'll be in every state. <laughs> My CPA always says, you are an ambitious girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think we have to be. If you're not thinking five years down the road and you're just bogged down in the details of today, which I do get there, um, then then you're not growing. You're not thinking forward. And that's the mistake right. I made with the first business. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, you asked me that question. I think about my goodness, my legacy. Um, I think that I was of service to families. You know, I think they're my legacy. Um, you know, I have students come back to me all the time. I'd say, like, that's my legacy. I don't, <laughs> I don't think of myself in those terms. But, um, yeah, if there's a kid that I've helped that I impacted their life or that my business or my employees impacted their life, changed their life, then I've done the right thing that I've lived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you serving kids of all ages? All ages. So we were, we did a podcast last night uh, between Jennifer and I, where we talked about infant massage. And so we're, we're dealing literally with everything from preemies. I have, you know, doctors calling about that all the way to 21 years of age. So it's not just um, little people. And I kind of segmented the, the floor plan too. I, I want my junior high, my high school kids to feel comfortable. I want to service a family from birth to their senior in high school. They come on by, yeah, just like at school. Yeah. So they can get regular health checks there too, like doc regular doctors in addition to all of these other services or is it no, primarily a, just the... That's a good question. We do work hand in hand with doctors. So I'm right there in the medical district and right next door to the junior high and high school. So, so no, I'll have occupational therapists, speech therapists, physical therapists, a behavioral mental health therapist, and teachers all working, you know, in the same area, working on hopefully the same kids, uh, if it's appropriate and that works for them. So, so no, there's not a doctor, but we work closely with the pediatricians and family health doctors around town. Like yeah. partner with them. Yeah. 
That's great. I'm sure they appreciate a resource too to be able to refer. I've heard their that a couple of patients. times. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, I think this is super exciting for you, and I've never been in the valley, but it sounds like it's a very big opportunity to impact many lives there. Well, I'd love to host and you. I mean, same- yeah, it is. A, it is a. Yeah amazing place. Alaska, I'm sure you've heard this from your other female founders. When I got up here, I said, um, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> and I went, went back to Texas, but it is a wide open space to do uh, anything that you want to do. And there are really adventurous, um, interesting people up here. It is truly the last frontier. So come on up and see us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a cruise there and I thought it was amazing, but you know, we're probably in just the tourist areas, right? So I can't say that I've witnessed what the regular everyday life living is like, you know? Well, we, we, my husband bought. Beautiful. I was a bit cold yeah. when I was there. Well, <laughs> I, have a, I have an ex-husband we bought. We lived on uh, 135 acres in the interior. And I'll, I'll tell you this, last August, I sat next to a grizzly while he ate my blueberries. And I mean, as far really? from, yeah, here to the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, really. I'll wow. send you. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, we have a long driveway. So I'm in there and I thought, what in the world is that? My goodness, he has big blonde back. And uh, when uh-huh. he stood up, he has a big brown belly and he would stand up. Usually they run away, but I inched up to him in my car and he was so hungry or he knew I was female. I'm not a threat. <laughs> I don't know. And he let me sit next to him until he was satiated and then ran away. So it was amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was Do amazing. Do you have pictures? I have pictures and video. I'll send them to oh, you. Oh, you got to send them to me. We'll add it to uh, yeah. a fun little side thing whenever we do your, um, whenever we air this. That would be sure. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, I so appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Anything else that we should know about guideposts and what you're doing? We'll definitely put the word out for VCs. And um, I can probably provide a list of folks for you that you can reach out to. Yeah. And I don't, I, word of mouth is about the best way I know to reach out to OTs and all the folks you need to hire because I don't have a, that much of a network in Alaska, but we but, can work the people that we know, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> I would say my clinic, some of the clinics work these pr- practitioners to death. We're trying to schedule more charting time, a better quality of life for them, better therapy, you know, better pay. Some of the traveling companies, I love those guys, but they're they're taking a big chunk of their paycheck, which isn't fair, especially these people that have done doctorates and stuff. So I'm offering a fair wage, a good lifestyle, a wonderful adventure. You know, we'll let you jump out of planes and walk on glaciers here and all sorts of things if you want to, you know, raft the river, whatever you want to do, which is a very different opportunity than, let's say, the East Coast. So I think another thing I would say is if you want to do something, you have an idea, go do it. I, I would say I have no regrets. Um, absolutely. I sold my house and whether this goes or it doesn't, I have no regrets. I had an idea. Yeah. I moved forward on it aggressively and I'm glad that I did. And so, you do it. 
I think I love it. I love it. You know, just an idea. You might put an ad or start putting some posts out there for people that live in, I don't know, places that maybe aren't the most desired right. that for OT and like, you know, the ones that are like, you know what, I'm just gonna move to Alaska on a whim and I'll, this job sounds amazing, right? Like, right. you could probably put it out there and apply and people would probably jump at it. I have been you know? at universities. Are you familiar with the Handshake app that graduates are using? I'm very familiar with Handshake. Mm -hmm. It's not particularly uh, friendly for employers. It's a little tough. You have to like get the score and this, you know, this, this yeah. score. Yeah, I yeah. know who you are. It's really not good for startups. I'll tell yeah. you that, but because right. they don't know you, and then yeah, yeah. So I've worked on that. It. Yeah, I'm yeah. calling universities, but it, but you're right. Maybe it belongs in the paper. I, I mean, on Craigslist, you know, Indeed is a wonderful resource, but who is it really reaching? Is my question. Right. You know, I put it with well, the, yeah. LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? I am. And I post the job and I guess I've promoted it a couple of times. Maybe it's time to do that again. You know? Yeah. I might put, do you have like an area where somebody can live so you can promote, like, maybe you can include room and board or like something yes. in your comp package mm -hmm. that you could sway people. I would pitch it as like an adventure, a life change not like a job description. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be, a, when you're you, talking about it right now, you're talking about a lifestyle. It is. And it's that, right. That's so part that of my job think, description. Gosh, <laughs> you got to sell this as a lifestyle, get people to move there. That's true. It's part of my job description. You have to be a, I can't provide a place for them to live. It's a little careful with some of the Medicaid laws, but I do have a realtor where where I live and she has bungalows so I have that access and I explain that but maybe that should be a clearer part of my job description that's a smart uh suggestion so another thing you might check or ask is when I was there on my cruise I met people that were there for the summer from Georgia from like Kansas or something from they were from other states and they just went there for the summer to work oh yeah how did they f get get in touch with some of those companies to see how they recruited True. those people right how are they recruiting these travelers they had some tough times with it but i bet you the hotels would know that that's a very good idea you know? so pick their brain to see if they have some resources that have worked so why invent the reinvent the wheel wheel right. wheel yeah <laughs> Well, there's a great staffing agency out of Texas. You know, you can tap into 30 million Texans. It's always a good thing in the healthcare um, profession. But again, they're very expensive. Love those guys. They're great to me, but very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like you said, universities, a lot of them use the handshake, but mm. I'm certain you could probably connect. It is. Any like advice smaller you universities? For me, yeah, well, I, I Googled top universities and I started calling university chairs in each of the professions and just trying to connect with them and remind them. Then I've really established, like through Zoom meeting, a strong connection with Baylor University and they have a brand new doctoral program in occupational therapy. And again, they're waiting to see. So they're very interested and want to send students, but 
you've got to have an established practice for a while. They're not going to send their Baylor girls and guys up here. So they're waiting. They're very interested. But yeah, breaking into it, uh, showing people who you are is all a part. It's actually very exciting. You know, it's part of the marketing. Mm -hmm. It is. I love a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like states like Indiana, like Texas Mm -hmm. is a very sought out state. So I'm thinking like the like Kansas ones that have really <laughs> crazy winners that nobody wants to be in. Oh, right? Minnesota, like Ohio's, yeah. your Indiana's, your Kansas's, your Nebraska. Oh um, yeah, Nebraska. Even like Philly, Virginia. I don't know. Just trying to think why would somebody want to leave a state? Well, I hear the East Coast is sort of over you know, saturated market. they're not making the money that they should whereas you know that's why people come west is to for economic growth you know personally so so i've seen some of that movement but you're right maybe it needs to be in in an indianapolis paper or the boston paper somewhere where people something mm -hmm, yeah something or post it on um linkedin or any of those places and or do some kind of cool Canva pick and put it on Facebook and post it, like run an ad for $20 or you know, we ran an ad for like $2. It's true. Before I sold the house, literally every extra penny I had, I started running Facebook ads just to put the name out there. <laughs> no, that's silly. Now I can afford a tiny bit more. Not really, a little bit. But just every uh, exposure matters in a new business. And the more you expose mm-hmm. yourself, which is kind of why we started the podcast series on parenting tips, the more you're, more exposure, the better it will be in this global world. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, not that I, that's probably this probably won't make it into the podcast, but I'm just thinking out loud for you to try to right. brainstorm some ideas for you. I'd love before we go, you know, and you may cut some of this, but to plug my podcast, if you don't mind. Absolutely. How about Okay. <laughs> so we've started a new uh, Alaska. It's called the Guidepost Alaska. If you search us on iTunes and Spotify uh, and iHeartRadio, and I understand we're going to be on Pandora any day now. And it's just tips and tricks for um, parents to listen to uh we interview numerous experts in the field. So it's my OT, my speech therapist, and myself as an educator, all interviewing these different professionals, a lot of them from Alaska, and how you can do great stuff. For instance, we interviewed a wildlife biologist this last week, and she talked about outdoor integration and nature education. So she's a wildlife biologist, she's on the school board, and she also teaches outdoor integration. And it's, it's hunting season in Alaska. So we talked about hunting and other things. And so it, it was an amazing episode. So if you get a chance to listen to us or subscribe to Guidepost Alaska is how you search it. We're there and you'll see our purple and pink logo. You'll know it's us. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How can people find you by the way? Yeah, they can look at uh, Guidepost Pediatrics uh, plus Alaska. We're the only guidepost in Alaska, which is exciting. <laughs> So, so guidepost.com. So guidepostpediatrics.com. Guidepostpediatrics.com. Good question. Okay. Good marketing question. Yep. We're there. Are we have an social? informational website that's actually being reworked to practitioners now and patients. So it'll become more of um, 
informational, but it'll be more utilitarian at this point too. So. Gotcha. And are you on Facebook and Instagram? We are on Facebook and we are starting the Instagram campaign. Yep. And I have to put a plug in for Dr. Jennifer Blossom, who is my OT, my uh, pediatric OT. And she is, she has over 500 down five, 500 million down. No, wait, 500,000 downloads on her podcast. She has over 700 podcasts on nutrition, wellness, and occupational medicine. And she is just amazing. And that's, um, that's my main go-to gal really. So she works for me and is my main OT. Yeah. How exciting. It is exciting. She's doing awesome. Yeah. She's on blossoming moms is how you can find her. Ah, (laughs) that's great. Well, cool. Well, I so appreciate you taking some time to join us today and I really appreciate your time and it's so awesome to see what you're doing and impacting so many lives and helping so many kids. And if there's anything that we can do to help you, let us know. And um, I'll think about some people to introduce you to. Yeah, I'd love VCs that. Appreciate, well. yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be on. And I think it's great that you're helping startups. It's a needed yeah, thing. Thanks. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Have awesome. a great well, day. You have a wonderful day. Okay. We're take care. Work on it. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself.